Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ball and show. The crew is back together yet again. Fellas, how are y'all feeling? We got Chris, we got Todd, and we got Zach. How y'all feeling tonight? Fantastic, man. Doing great. Great. Good, 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 good. So, um, some things that happened. It was a weird Sunday not having a, a, a game, a Falcons game to watch. And so, I found myself enjoying the, the NFL a little more. Although, um, the limited viewing options, I guess, from where we live, because uh, the Masters was kind of taking some time from that as well. But, um, I watched uh, some of that Saints game, and I, I think I just enjoyed some NFL football other than, like, my heart, like, being ripped out of my chest. What about y'all? Yeah, I watched a, yeah. Lot, of, a lot of golf Sunday, yes. honestly. Didn't, didn't really watch any football. You, you, so. didn't, you, you didn't catch uh, the, uh, the illustrious uh, Saints game where nah. Drew Brees um, – was he – he cracks a rib – Mm-hmm. And has a deflated lung. Holy and, cow! And still throws a touchdown pass, and they finally decide. You know what? It, he comes to the sideline, just like <sighs> he's like, I can't breathe. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I can't breathe. And so right. they're like, Yeah, you probably shouldn't play anymore. And they were like, Oh, okay. And then they they he didn't even leave the sideline. He just stayed on the sideline with a cracked rib and a deflated lung. And that's just. That's incredible to me. So, um, so just staying there. Now we got. They don't know who the the Saints don't know who's going to start. Obviously, it's not going to be Drew Brees. So you got the choice between Jameis Winston, which is he's Mister Thirty Thirty, or thirty <laughs> thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions. Uh, it's an incredible feat. And then you've got Taysom Hill, which is like the Swiss Army knife. They used him like a slot receiver half the time. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, quarterback situation for the Saints? Oh, it'll be Jamison. No, um, Jamison, no doubt, because Taysom, Taysom Hill is better as a kind of a change-up, I think. You don't know right. what to expect out of him. I think if he started the whole game, I don't know how effective he would be. I like the guy, but I think we're facing Jamis. Yeah. I, I agree. And so that that plays into the divisional pitcher and that plays into the the Falcons splitting with the Saints. I mean, I mean, you, yeah, you've been calling it, man. I mean, we yeah, so just kind of a recap for the NFC South. They kind of can, cannibalized themselves this weekend. So the um the Tampa Bay Buccaneers destroyed the Carolina Panthers 46 to 23. Um, Tom Brady remembers what down it is and um, they get back on track because they kind of looked weird there for a couple weeks and then New Orleans holds on to beat the the 49ers which is crazy we think we talked about this last episode that good teams will go to the Super Bowl and then just can't get it together and they've been injured I think they've had some injuries in their backfield but like they are definitely a completely different-looking team. So, uh, 
what I'm saying is, if the Falcons get hot, they can make some. They can make it interesting this year. Just saying. I mean, they're only what like a game and a half out of the the so-called eighth seed, right? You know, at this point, so I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, at so, this point. Obviously, you have to. I mean, you got to be. Pre- We've talked about this a lot. We got you got to be pretty close to winning out to even sniff that eighth seed. Right. Right. So. Well, even Fox acknowledged this weekend that the Falcons were in the playoff. Huh? They had that little graphic <laughs> up on the screen during the Carolina New Orleans game. Falcons in the hunt. So, isn't that crazy? It's like the Falcons in the hunt. But if the draft started tonight, the Falcons would be picking 10. Mm-hmm. There's still a top 10 pick that, in the hunt. That's a, and that's par for the course. And it's because the NFC East is so terrible. That's why the, right. the, the Falcons are even in that little graphic that Todd was talking about. I mean, it's just it's crazy. All right, speaking of picking number 10, and we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, last week, but uh, and then Chris kind of brought it up, the name Mac Jones. But I've done – I haven't done a lot of research, but I've, I've thought about it. It's like Mac Jones to the Falcons? How do you feel about that? Mm, no. No, no. I'm, I'm gonna no. Say no. If if I'm going to go, if I'm going to draft a player, if I'm sitting there at ten, ten, I've already I've already expressed this before, but I'll express it again. If it's not Trevor Lawrence and it's not Justin Fields, I'm not touching a quarterback. I'm gonna go with, for the best defensive player in the draft. Okay, I yeah. I think I'm totally there, and I think it's uh, I I think I'm totally there. And you get and we've talked about this before. It's like name value. It's like, oh well, this guy is the third, the third court best quarterback in this draft. It's like, well, he might be the third best, but he's going to hold a clipboard for most of his career. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I think I agree. I've read, I read that in an article. Some CBS had a mock draft that the Falcons take, um, the Falcons take at ten, they take Mac Jones, and then Carolina uh, at eleven, they, uh, they take. Trey, Trey Lance out of Northwestern, Eastern Carolina State of Ohio. Um, <clears throat> so, the, all right, I'm going to bring this. So, y'all know who uh, DeAndre Baker is? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> Georgia Bulldog, man. That's right, man. All right. So, so he had, there were some allegations uh, surrounding his name. Uh, from some like theft and some like pretty serious allegations um, with another, I think another player as well. But this Sunday, those charges were dropped. Now the giants have already cut him. Does the, did the, did the Falcons pick? Yes. Yeah. I think he, I think he's a safety. I think technically, Uh, but I don't know. He was like a, he was phenomenal a corner. cornerback. Corner. Okay. Yeah, phenomenal corner, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's like yeah, kind just... of a – yeah. Like, your, your, your prototypical size corner, like six foot, six one, you know, is, you know, has great great speed. Um, just, yeah. I, I think it would be a, a – you know, a great – it wouldn't – it certainly wouldn't be a reach for the Falcons to get him. I mean, he's, you know, a uh, proven, proven player. So, yes. yeah. What do you think, Todd? DeAndre Becker, he's a lot more proven than the other corners that the Falcons currently have, so I would definitely take him. He's better than A.J. Oh, Terrell. I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not I'm bringing any – listen, I'm not bringing any more stats up 
anymore because I read a couple today and not because I was looking for them. I just was perusing and ran across that A.J. Terrell is the highest-ranked rookie corner in the, this rookie class. So, <clears throat> well, no, I was trying to say that. Pass the eye test for me, okay? I don't. I need more than stats. I need my eyeball test, okay? My eyeball test. He's like the the trouble with the curve. You like over there, like. Um, <laughs> Terrell is better than Desmond Trufant. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who well, else? But I mean, you only had to go up. For Everybody that, right? is. Yeah. yeah. Trufant had some good years. Oh no. Okay. No. All right. Well, this this is. I good. remember him getting burned I, a lot more than making big plays. Just about to say what to, I was just about to say what Todd said. It seemed like he was looking at the back of players' jerseys more than all the else. time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Yes, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> and, I, you know, to answer your question earlier, if the Falcons, assuming they pick 10, no, I would not get Mac Jones. I agree 100% with Todd. And it, it, it would have to be, yes, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. But to even to be more specific on the defensive side of the ball, I think it would have to be the best available either defensive lineman or linebacker. I think that corner – we're, I feel I'm more comfortable, even though I know we were just talking about that with DeAndre Baker, but I feel better about our secondary right now, at least depth-wise, than I do defensive line and linebacker. I have a question. Yeah. Is Baker just available to be picked up by whoever claims him? I think so. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. Because, I mean, obviously other teams are going to, you know, I feel like it would – I'm sure somebody needs a contender needs some back end help that has a head coach that would, you know, be able to deal with the a little bit of the drama or the past issues, when you know whatever. I mean, well, I'm about to show my lack of knowledge on the situation. I, do do you know if they have to? Um, is he still like owed any of his like rookie money or anything like that, or how does that work? I think how it's working is that. They, uh, I think they have to pay out the rest of this year, and then they cut him. I don't even remember. Uh, maybe y'all remember, but how many? Like, I don't even remember how many years he's been in the league. It's, I think it's only been two. This would have been a second. It's only year. two. Yeah. two yeah. yeah, this would have been so, a second year. So rookie deals are typically what four, four years? years plus a player option plus a player option, right? So. Um, I don't know what exactly the the money and all that would be, but I dude, if but you know, there's other t- like the Falcons aren't the only ones hurting. Like as bad as the Falcons are, for like just to sit back and think about this, like as bad as the Falcons are, they're three and six. They're not the worst three and six team. They're actually not like the worst bottom feeding NFL team that are out there. It's I mean it's desolate out there. I mean NFC East is a dumpster fire. Uh, you've got, I mean, obviously the Jaguars and the Broncos, but like, there's other, there's going to be other tr- more attractive or willing to pay more for uh, DeAndre Baker. So I don't know if they want to get him, they better jump on him quick. I feel like he'll go. It'll probably be somebody like Tampa Bay. It seems like all year long they're the team that like signs all these, just you know, these random once star players. So it wouldn't be surprised me if I think it would definitely be a contender. Would be would be the, I guess the greater uh, chance would be would be somebody that's in contention that obviously has a 
a need there at corner. Yeah, for sure. But maybe I I'm just missing looked, that. I don't know. What up? I just looked at the uh, NFL trade rumors site, and it has the 49ers, Bengals, Chiefs, Jaguars, and Cowboys all have expressed interest. Yeah. And that's – Which other – yeah, go ahead, Sam. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying out of those teams, I mean, I guess the Cowboys are technically still in the picture just because of how bad their division is. But the Jaguars, no. The Bengals, no. And then I don't know what San Francisco's records. Yeah. What's their record? I mean, are they – are they how are they – in the NFC West? they're four and six or four and five. Yeah. Okay. So they have a loser so, record yeah. right now. Right. And, and so there's two – there's two main factors to that is uh, a contender – and or money. I mean, mm-hmm. what, whatever he's looking for. He's young. He might be <clears throat> chasing the ring or he's chasing the bag. Uh, so whatever cap-wise. And the Falcons don't fall into any of those categories. So right. um, I would love to see him in a Falcons uniform. But um, I don't know how realistic that would be. But you know, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind it at all. He's talking mm-hmm. about – you know, the other extracurricular stuff, I play, play. That's so bad, I know, but I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, it would be nice to see another Georgia Bulldog on the Falcons yes. team. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We don't get enough it's, of that. Which leads me to the question I sent you guys immediately after we recorded last week. Oh, my gosh. You remember? No, I don't. No. I no. I'm going to have to go look. Miles Garrett. Oh yeah, the trade if you value. could trade for him, would you? And I know it depends on how much, but would you? Is I don't he, think the I don't think the Steelers will let him go, but the not the Browns. Browns. I mean the Browns. I mean the Browns. Yeah, he beat the Steelers up. Yeah. He, he beat the Steelers up. Yeah. 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 With yeah. his helmet. Uh, What's his right. name? Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Man, I hate the worst of the names. Kyle Rudolph. Just uh, butcher that name up, Stan. Yeah, butcher him up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Todd? Uh, yeah, what do you think, Todd? I'm about to look his stats up. Um, I mean, if we were in contention, I might, but I, I wouldn't this year, no. So yeah, outside right now. yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so this year he's got a half a sack and four tackles. But I mean, obviously, in previous, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's uber talented, but I think it would just it wouldn't make sense for financially and just with where the Falcons are, because um, he would be expensive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and- and they're already having problems with the cap as it is. I don't even think they have the flexibility to add stuff right. like that. Right. Yeah, and like it, I don't know if you like how expensive he's going to be. Is he's going to be enough of be of a game changer? I mean, I would love to have his talent and his production here. Don't get me wrong. We've got Stephen Means and John Kaminsky coming off the edge right now. So um, I'll give you a nickel if you can name where they went to college. Um, <laughs> John Kaminsky yeah. starred in the office. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go, Todd. Got, right. got, Jim, got Jim as the pass rusher. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I would love to have his talent here, but I don't know if it would be, like, feasible. Uh, the answer to your question, probably not, just by the price. Um, but, yeah, so 
All right, we're back to um, sorry, back to Matt Ryan. <clears throat> Matt Ryan, I was I was like preface this, you know, hey, he's a divisive player. People think this or that about him, but he's always seemed in 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 uh, in Zach's words, he always seems to be climbing the ranks at some point. Like every game, it seems to be fast. And then NFL is starting to turn towards like. It, the MLB will like have run a stat and be like, he's the first player with a red glove and a, and black shoes to strike out somebody on July 31st. It's like the strangest like frame of stats, but the, the, the NFL is like the fastest person in 133 games to reach, reach 10,000, 10,000 passing yards is Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan's always climbing up the ranks and like totaling stuff. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? Um, I think – okay, personally, I think he is. Because even though without the Super Bowl, I think he's done enough to prove that he's a Hall of Famer. His stats are – well, past yards, he's top ten, right? Is he top ten already? Yeah. Yeah, he just so, cracked top ten. Yeah, I mean, I think that's enough by itself for him being the Hall of Fame, the numbers he's put up. He may not have the Super Bowl, but, you know, it is a team game. It's not just Matt Ryan out there. I know some people think it's just Matt Ryan, but it's, it's really a team effort. So, the, the second part, like, of that – you've answered the first part for sure. I mean, but if not now, when he retires, will he be? Is he, is he only going to solidify his case or is he going to hurt his case going forward? I don't think I don't think he could I don't think he would he would hurt it um, unless he just went to a really like a really bad team. Now he has been fortunate uh, to have the talent around him. You know, I mean, well, Julio Jones is you know enough said there, and so you know he could potentially go to a bad team, and um, you know, I guess he could you know ruin his chances there. But I think right now, I mean, you look at he's he's kind of like Dan Marino. I mean, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. And so yep. he, um, and he's got numbers. I think like Dan Marino. I think he's kind of up there with him in a lot of different stats. So, um, yeah, I would agree with Todd. I think he right now he would be a Hall of Famer. Chris, for me, he would be for sure. I'm a homer, of course. You know, he reminds me a little bit of Dale Murphy for the Braves, mm-hmm. who should be in the Hall and right. isn't, and you don't know why. Yeah, and you know Andrew as well. It's yes. the Atlanta thing, and yeah. so, so, uh, but I, I think that, um, I think he will be. I mean, think about it. His offensive production is fantastic. We have had a horrible, like all-time horrible defense, and that's why we haven't won the, the Super Bowl, for example, when we were in there. I mean, to me, he's clearly all thing. So I feel like he would fall into the category of. I think Eli Manning's kind of unfair right there, but Eli Manning. He's so much better than Eli Manning. Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, those three kind of guys. Even I feel like at some point it was Joe Flacco as well, but there's no way. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, Flacco and Manning, even though I feel like just from an individual player standpoint, I think Matt Ryan's better than both those guys, but they both have Super Bowl rings. Now, so that's the that's the difference. Yeah, look at and, Man, and, Manning, and Manning's got two, right? Oh yeah, right. I mean, I I agree. That's what I'm saying. Matt Ryan, I think if he was on those teams, yeah, he would have 
he would have had Super Bowls by now, too, because I think he's better than – I mean, I would even say that he's better – yeah, even better than Phillip Rivers, uh, too. So, I mean, all those guys. And you have to look at those seasons that Manning had as a whole, too, because, I mean, the Giants really weren't – especially that 2007 Super Bowl. Right. They weren't that good the year. They were had a nine and seven regular mm-hmm. season, just got hot at the right time. In 2012, it was kind of similar. So, I, I think Manning got lucky with his Super Bowls, whereas I think Ryan's definitely right. put up more consistent numbers and has been the more consistent quarterback. I, I, yeah, I don't know about <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Uh, I mean, yeah, for sure I've been fortunate. Um, but for I, I totally agree with you, Todd, is like being the consistent factor is I think uh, – and then you have to think – like put yourself in – the voting shoes of the Hall of Fame because it ultimately comes down to the votes of people who are allegedly important and are smarter than me. But like, how are they going? It's like the uh, the college football committee. It's like, what are they looking at? Like, what are what is the Hall of Fame people looking at? It's like longevity. Are they the best? Like, like the eye test. What Todd was talking about earlier is like, are they the best in their field? at the time and also to just to play like devil's advocate i think clear there matt ryan's a hall of famer in my eyes but if you were going to step on the other side of the coin and say well of course he's averaging 4500 yards a season which is peyton manning numbers but uh, the nfl is going that way they you know that then there might be watered down stats of, of how many, how much, not how many numbers he has. Now are they empty stats or he's just throwing for a hundred? Like, uh, okay, they, another quarterback would kind of be a comparison of would be um, the guy from Georgia in Detroit. Stafford. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. So, like, I don't know his, yeah. name, but like, I, are they comparable? I'm just trying to like think of like in the ranking of like, where he would fall well just just to prove todd and chris's point i mean look at look at guys like drew Brees. look at guys like aaron Rodgers. they only have one super bowl and we can all agree that they those two guys it's debatable that they're a better player than even tom brady is but they're definitely better than eli manning they're they're definitely better than ben roethlisberger so it just goes to show you again you know it's a you know again dan marino is that perfect example of a great quarterback that never you know never won and really, for Eli Manning, if David Tyree didn't have bubble gum on his helmet that one game, they may they may have not, <laughs> not have even won that game anyway. That's the truth. That is, so, that and is. I think you could even make the case. I think you could make the case that Eli Manning may not be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think you could make that case. Um, yeah. I know for one thing, I just I don't have his exact stats in front of me, but I know whenever I had him in fantasy football, he never put up big numbers for me. So no. he was a guy I tried to stay away from. Well, I mean, he. Was- he he, he was very fortunate, I think, to be in the Super Bowl for one and to win it. And they were the one team that was actually able to consistently beat the Patriots. Nobody else could other than Philadelphia getting the Patriots that one year. Yeah. And Peyton's definitely a Hall of Famer. But his little brother, I don't, I don't know. I could make the case that he's not. I, could, I just, go, nah, ahead, go ahead, Stan. I feel like Eli's a lot uh, for a Hall of Fame. For the simple fact of he's got two Super Bowl wins and he's got some of the craziest playoff runs in NFL history, I think that's enough. That's a huge. I mean, that's a big debate as well. But 
I don't say lock. That was that's strong language. Yeah, lock is really strong. Look, Super Bowl wins. Super Bowl wins. That's the most overrated stat. I agree. And I agree. Totally is. Yeah, because by that by that standard, Trent Dilfer should be a Hall of Famer. Um, and you'd have to go look him up to even know what he looks like. So, I think the Super Bowl is way heavily though. And the thing is, you you live and die by the quarterback. The quarterback is that position where. You know, that there's so much emphasis on the quarterback. And so a, a team success a lot of times is going to be um, you're looking through the lens of the quarterback. And so I think that's why whether how, – how, how much Eli actually had to do with that, you're always going to – the quarterback is the leader. You're going to assume, you know, that, that it was – he had a lot – you know, a huge role in that. That's why I think that he's pretty much uh, – you're right. I guess you can't say a lock, but pretty well, close. You- you have to you have to acknowledge too that the the Hall of Fame is not just about stats; it's also about magical moments. Look at look at Joe Namath. Now right. he's one of my favorite quarterbacks, but he was his stats aren't just out of this world crazy. And I know the rules were different, but he called the Super Bowl. You know he had that 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 win with the Jets. Nobody expected it. it. He yeah. called it. Well, Eli's got those moments. You know he's got those unbelievable catches that David Tyree just that. You know, big big throws down the stretch, uh, that that counts for something. I think I think he'll be in and should and beating actually. and beating the Patriots twice, right. which yeah, nobody so which huge. nobody else which nobody else could do. And and, so. and and it's not like I mean he had some insane throws in that game. Let's not pretend, like yeah. he wasn't Trent Dilfer handing off the ball every time. I mean, he was dropping the ball in the bucket, and mm-hmm. and also too um, another like player that kind of comes to mind while you're talking about that, Chris is. Uh, just having magical moments, Troy Aikman. I mean, if you look at his stats, I mean, I don't know. You can't call him pedestrian, but he doesn't like. You look at his stats, and you're like, oh, it's not as illustrious as. But you hear Troy Aikman; he's on TV all the time. I'm with the Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman. You know, like, but he doesn't. I mean, Donovan McNabb has more better stats than he does. So, like, well. That was a very different era in the NFL, though. That's where you know Again, you had Emmitt Smith, and Emmitt Smith is one of the all-time running backs as far as yardage. Plus, he had a great defense too. He had great receivers. He had Michael Irving there. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys were loaded when Troy Aikman was their quarterback. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, and also, dude, those three Super Bowl wins helped. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely. I think that Matt Ryan is a Hall of Fame. And if not now, in three years when he retires, um, I now I'm predicting that he'll stay in Atlanta <laughs> because I'm not so sure that they will move him or will they be able to move him. But when he retires, he'll retire, you know, in the upper echelon. And the crazy part about it that Matt Ryan's got something that Drew Brees doesn't have. He has an MVP. Right. Drew Brees has never won an MVP, and he was up. What was it last year or something that they gave it to someone? I don't know. Can Lamar I? Jackson. Can I? Can I pull a, a Chris for a second? Hit me. Do you think that Matt Ryan could potentially? I've been thinking about this. Could he be moved on draft day? Like, say the Falcons like have like the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth pick. Do you think that they could move him on draft day to, to get? You know, a top three pick. Yeah. Yes, I do. I totally think they can. 
And that might be what well, the objective will be if they stay at 10 to 14. Right. That's such a big – Then you're in a, the, you're in a big, bad situation then because the whole reason I was wanting to tank is, is so that you could trade him, get picks, and you already have that number one pick. Mm-hmm. If you have to trade Ryan to trade up to get a quarterback, you've lost your picks. And so, so uh, you know, you're not being able to get any defensive help. And you're, well, you're going to have to pick another quarterback. I don't know. I don't like that. Well, it, it really depends, though, because if it's a straight-up trade, though, let's say you just traded Matt Ryan for a higher draft pick, maybe somebody's looking for a veteran quarterback as a final piece, then you might be able to do it, maybe, right. without having mm-hmm. to give up any other draft choices. Right. Well, that, you know, that all is uh, – like somebody, like, somebody like Houston. Mm-hmm. No, that would you know, Houston. They, that doesn't. Play. That doesn't. That doesn't need it. Well, that's true. That, yeah. Why would they? Do they would. They wouldn't want to play with that. They wouldn't want. They wouldn't even need that. No. Right. Uh, I, yeah. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I mean, the piece. You know, Jacksonville looking for a, like a veteran quarterback. Yeah, I don't know what scenario because here's the the reality of it is two parts is that the Falcons in order to trade in up in the draft would be looking for a quarterback and that they're holding the pick that they could get their quarterback. You see what I'm saying? Like, so they were just getting younger and I don't know if, unless it's a package, you know, it gets more complicated, but I don't know if that would, and that's such a big, I don't know, that, that doesn't seem likely. And also too, the other part of that is, is all that's contingent on the Falcons actually having a general manager. So, well, they'll actually have one by that time, but it just depends if that general manager has an eye for one of you know a certain quarterback. I mean, you right. could get a quarterback at 10 or 14, but I just don't think any of those guys are worth taking a risk on. Not when the Falcons need a lot more on defense. If it's not Justin Fields, if it's not Trevor Lawrence, and you don't make that move, in my opinion, yeah, even, even I agree. If, yeah, I, I don't know if you'd make that move if it's like you said, if it's not so. Obviously, it depends on how the draft shakes out. But, like, say – because, let's see, Dallas is not going to be looking for a quarterback, I don't think, because uh, they're they're bottom feeding right now. So, like, I mean, but everybody else will be. I mean, the Jet, obviously Jets, Jaguars. Jaguars hadn't had a quarterback since – Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, even – what, Byron Leftwich? Mark, Mark Burnell, Mark Burnell. Mark, that was our last good quarterback. Oh, that goes back a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, so anyway, that's – yeah, there's a lot of hypotheticals there, but I don't think that's uh... – Now, the Giants are an interesting team to me, though, because I yeah. don't know if that, – that's the one team that could be a bottom feeder that you don't know if they're going to make that move to get a quarterback or not. Do they want to stick with Daniel Jones, who's only, what, his second year, right? Or right. do they try to make a move – I, I would lean toward they would keep Daniel Jones. Right. I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's like, in, yeah. Oh, this is like just randomly popped in. Where does Josh Rosen play now? Does he in Miami still? Do you remember, Todd? Uh, okay, so Arizona traded into Miami, right? I don't know where he is this season, though. I, I'm not sure if he's That's, still on Miami's roster, buried. Or, I wouldn't imagine or that he would be, just because Fitzpatrick and Tua were both there. So I would think, yeah, he surely he's not a third. Surely he's not playing third, you know, third fiddle there. 
Isn't that crazy? Four. What a crazy story of getting well, what he was top. I mean, he was top ten, wasn't he? Uh, I believe he was top five, yeah. and and yeah. I'll tell I'll say this too. Uh, I would not have drafted him. I, I didn't Ooh. think he was that good. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a reach. Uh, yeah. He plays for Tampa Bay. He plays for Tampa Bay, so he's See? backing up uh, Tom Brady. There. Tom Brady. Well, there you go. He'll be holding. Well, Tom Brady, you know, he can break his hip any time now. So <laughs> I'm just saying, he yeah, he could get a shot. The man, the Tampa Bay put together like a 2013 All Star team, like just the the amount of like talent that are past their prime is like they're signing people left and right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's just signed another one. It's like, what year is this? 2015? Like, gee whiz, have you heard of the name Gronkowski this year at all? Mm-mm. Boy, they put well, that thing on. They put that up thing on a graphic and they say, oh, who's gonna stop this team? Like. Uh, well, he was gone for a while and came back too. I mean, he's out, he wasn't really in football shape anymore. I don't think. Yeah. All those cruises. I saw a picture of him, uh, a series of pictures of him on a jet ski going up and down the intercoastal, though, or somewhere in South Florida, <laughs> living life. He loved it. Yeah. Well, and he probably dropped forty pounds and got out. Yeah. Like you said, got out of football shape. So. All right. Um, we got what's coming up this weekend. Obviously, it's the Saints. Drew Brees has has been injured, and it'll be Byron Leftwich. Whoa. Uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis, I am butchering it tonight, boys. Just so uh, you know, Zach. Um, not Zach, but um, yeah, your name. <laughs> I forgot your name all of a sudden. <laughs> Every, everybody. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, it's like it's the st- it's Stan is rubbing off. Stan, on Stan, <laughs> yeah, man, you have. I'm, I'm forgetting names too. Uh, Byron Leftwich is a coach. He's no longer a player. Thank you. Former Falcons backup. That's, That's right. right. I remember. It started with him and Joey Harrington. Joey <laughs> Harrington. I re- dude, I remember Oregon. I remember a preseason the glory days preseason game with Byron Leftwich was in there, and he it was like. They were in the red zone. They were on the, the five-yard line. And he hops up. He crow hops to hum it in there to, like, on, like, a crossing pattern in the back of the end zone. And he throws it two yards – two – he throws it two rows deep into the stands on a crossing pattern. And it's, like, over the middle, like, through the uprights and just – it wasn't a throwaway, no pressure, no nothing. It just just airmails it into the sands. I'm like just a bit outside. Yeah, that's wild. I've never ever seen that. It was a preseason game, but just like jaw drop. It's like he's a real NFL quarterback, and he? like he's trying to like this guy don't know where it's going. <laughs> Effectively wild, right? Right. Um so uh coming up, you got Jameis Winston. 30 for 30. Um, we don't have to do score predictions tonight. Well, we could do them next, I guess, Thursday if you wanted to. But if y'all want to do score predictions, if you're ready, I'm, I'm down the clown. But uh, what do you – how do you think the uh, – do you think the Falcons win this game? No. 
I think the Saints will still beat us. And look, look at me with that puzzle look on your face, Stan. Come on. It, when I say loss, you're like, whoa, the Falcons are so good. They're going to they're gonna win this weekend. They always win. They win every weekend. No, I, I think uh, Jameis Winston will probably have a career day against the Falcons defense more than likely. I can see that happening. I don't dispute you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you're going in the game. And you automatically – what do you think the Falcons are assuming? Drew Brees is out. We're going to beat the Saints easy this week. And then the Saints suddenly just – you know, throw Jameis Winston out there and he has like a, a 450-yard passing day with five touchdown passes. The Falcons do that. Listen, they, they make everybody look like, you know, whoever – they one of the greatest of all time. Then Matt Hasselbeck at 47 years old got out there and was throwing touchdowns like you wouldn't even believe. Same thing – Teddy B is an average quarterback. He's that there looking like Joe Namath. Like, they do – like you said, Byron Leftwich, Jameis Winston. Winston. Jameis Winston will get in there and have a career day, and he'll miss three passes all game. And that's just kind of how it rolls. I, I agree. I mean, I could see – I could definitely see that happening. Because it's Atlanta, I feel like we'd have a better chance to beat them with Breeze. Yes. yes. I feel like I really do. with the familiarity part of it, I mean, obviously, Drees is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, we could have that conversation of him being on the Mount Rushmore, but he is a generational talent that uh, it's annoying to say that he's that good. But, yeah, I don't know. Just the, the, the familiarity of what he does. But he gets the ball so fast. Uh, what's his name? James Winslow sitting there hold that ball. So, They've been dialing up. Oh, dude. Sorry. Zach, do you want to answer? What's your answer? Sorry. ADD right there. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, 30, 30, 27 Falcons. My guy. 30. Going, this is what I was, well, look, this is what I was going to say, say earlier when, I think when you originally asked the question, like, oh, if it was going to be James Winston or Taysom Hill, I think that it's James from, I don't even think it's a debate. It's James just because, especially with it being Atlanta, because the, the familiarity's there. Um, but I think that you can, the Falcons can also um, use that to their advantage too. And like I said, I mean, the Falcons are kind of – they're sort of in the this lukewarm situation now where, you know, tanking, I don't know, is going to do them any good at this point. So I think they'll come out with some fire still. And they're, you know, coming off a of bye week. So – I think they'll. I think they'll win this Sunday. Yeah, um, I think that's the interesting point too. Of, of of they're in an interesting interesting spot. Of they're not. They're still bottom feeding team, but they're not tanking, and so there's not saying there's anything to play for, but they're playing better. I think. But there is though. I mean, that's the thing. They're 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 a game and a half out of this eighth place eighth. seed thing. I mean, so they're. I mean, at this point, they're assuming still there. they do be, assuming they do be eight seed, we still don't know that for sure yet. Right now, they just right. have seven sure. seeds right now, but right. they're talking about adding that. But um, yeah, you're right; they're they're in it according to Fox, anyway. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> in the hurry. thirty thirty twenty four Atlanta, thirty twenty four Atlanta, um, and our defense holds on, thinking we're going to lose thirty one to thirty. Somehow we hold on. That's right. For the third week in a row, they that's right. We we've done that, you know. For sure. Um I'm I'm really I'm I'm going like twenty eight. Yeah, I got somewhere around there like 
28-23, where it's like mathematically like they have a chance if they score a touchdown, they went, you know, get down to the end, that kind of thing, the differential. Um, yeah, I would go 28-23 That's my answer. Uh, I'm on. I'm gonna go 51-31 uh, New Orleans. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Jameis Winston having a 450-yard day with five touchdown passes. And if you are playing fantasy football, get Jameis Winston this that's, weekend. That's right. Pick him up. Pick him up. Yeah. All right. Especially if you have a struggling quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I picked up Drew Brees for one week because Matt Ryan was on a on a bye week. I was like, oh, I'll pick up Drew Brees. Someone has Drew Brees. Look at there. And I check my points. I'm like, why does he only have nine points? We're in the third quarter. What's happening? It's like, you know, my, my mother-in-law was up. We were, like, doing other stuff. It's like, why does he only have nine points? It's like, ah, he has a collapsed lung. So. Do, do you believe the Dirty Bird defense this week will have a pick six? I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Foye Lucan uh, had an interview with um, – some radio station and he is they said that it's the first time in his career that he's actually practicing like blitzes and he's learning how to be a blitzer and come being able to come off the edge and like actually practicing bringing pressure from the linebacking spot mm. he's been in the league for like four years and we're like talking mm. about yeah we're practicing how to blitz like what what happened? What? What is going on? Are you serious? He's like, he said that. I was just like floored. I about ran off the road. I was like, oh. Stan, that's not really what I thought you were about to say. I thought you were about to tell us that A.J. Terrell was going to take one of the house this week. I was just about to say that. Hot take. <laughs> you know what? A.J. Terrell. Yeah, it teed it up for me. No, it's no. listen. If it's going to be anybody, it's going to be Deion Jones. Later, there you go. You know, he's going to be – He's gonna be in Jameis Winston's head all game. He's gonna to touch him every, you know, every drive. He's gonna reach out and touch him. Grady's gonna eat, and then he's at the just like last time. He's not gonna see it. Jameis Winston's not gonna see him, and it's gonna hit him in the hands. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, I, I would go on the linebackers, Dion or Afoye, because um, I'm not, I'm not quite there on predicting the pick six for uh, AJ Terrell. I don't want to sound like, you know, a crazy person bringing, you know, just continuing to bring things up. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. that's good that for once you, you're being a realist. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, Stan, speaking of fantasy football, I, I've determined I was watching you very carefully this weekend because – you had Drew Brees, and I was really hoping you were going to lose that game because I really think you're my best chance to make the playoffs right now. Oh, Three games really? to go, and I'm right on your tail. Yeah, I think uh, – what is that? Wait a minute, fourth place? Yeah. yeah fourth place, I'm in fifth. What, how, many, who, how many teams get there? Just four. Just four? Oh. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm a I, game back. I had a couple games slip away from me this week. This uh, Not this week, but this year. So, And I've had, like – all of a sudden, I have like this like team, just like yeah, we're gonna smash, and I, everybody would get eight points. It's like what's happening? It's like <laughs> what happened to everybody? Yeah, I've had a couple weeks like that. Just everybody lays an egg. Everybody in the, the whole everything. So, uh, all right, Todd, what was your what was your score prediction, Todd? I'm writing them down. Fifty one to fifty one to thirty one. All right, so Thank Todd you. is. Thank you. 
51-31 uh, Falcons, right? Uh, no, no, no. Saints. Saints. Winston, 450 yards, five touchdown passes, a rushing touchdown. He'll have six. Zach, you're going 30-27. And then, um, Chris, you're going uh, 30-24. And I got Stan is 28. Some obscure numbers here, 28-23. So, um, Todd, did you see Jameis Winston play the second half? Um, you know, I'll just be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> I was doing other things at the time. I had it on one TV, but I was just kind of semi paying attention. Man. But this is against the Falcons. This is against the Falcons. So, um, actually, let me just make another yeah, prediction. Okay, he's going to have the five touchdown passes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He, he's going to – I know, but whatever. I, I'm still going to stick with my guns on this one. So, I, I think it's going to be a five-touchdown pass day for Jameis Winston. One rushing touchdown, but the Falcons get to 31 because he throws three picks. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Six touchdowns and three Six picks. Six touchdowns and three picks. These are like career stats right here. Like, like he's going to have a rushing touchdown and five passing uh, touchdowns. That's like an online. That's like an online video game. Yeah, those are Madden numbers, bro. I know. That's like that's like trash. Yeah, trash. Man, why do you have to bring him up? Why do you have to bring up the game? I'm not so sure he's the front runner for a Heisman, but he's definitely now in the Heisman. They like name that. I don't know if they like name value or whatever. And a lot of the top flight quarterbacks don't have a lot of games under their belt but trask has been lighting the sec up so he's got my vote he's yeah heisman at this point is probably between trask and matt jones i would i would say it's one of those two i mean justin fields doesn't have enough take right now but he's also missing another game too i mean he's only gonna have seven games for the season so i I don't think he's in it yeah you can't like i feel like in good conscience you can't like even you know, kind of gone off the rails here, but like, even with the playoffs, they're the playoff committee is going to try to pick the best games that are going to make them the most money. You can't, in good conscience, say that they got somebody that's ranked that's played like two games. It's like that you, are they are you think they're the best? Like so, right? I don't even know what the top four are right now. That's kind of how out of it that I am. But um, a lot of cancellations and postponements and they're gonna have multiple games on the sec championship day december 19th so yeah the i think the college football playoff trophy is gonna uh might have an asterisk on it this year so if they get to that point i mean maybe but i mean the team if they do make it to the playoffs i think it's pretty obvious who would make it at this point and it would probably be the same teams minus maybe notre dame Regardless, so uh, I'm I'm good with it. I wouldn't put an asterisk next to it. All right. Well, does anybody else have anything else they want to go over? Anything I do. Else? Oh, Chris, always. Hey, you know what, Chris? I, I like that. I I really like that because you know what? I could talk for a long time. All right, hit it, Chris. So I was I was listening to the radio this week, and they started talking about the quarterbacks that are in their freshman years in the NFL. And one of the guys, I don't know if it was, I can't remember who it was. Who do you want to be the GM, Todd? 
Lewis. Reddick. I want Lewis Reddick to Lewis be Reddick. the GM. guy from ESPN. It might have been Lewis Reddick, but I'm not sure. Said uh, Justin Herbert is better than all of the other first-year quarterbacks, including Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. And better than last year's MVP. Lamar Jackson. Baltimore. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And that was an interesting take because extrapolate that and push it on down to this year. Is it a given that that um, the hippie or Justin Fields are going to be the best quarterbacks once they get in the NFL? You just never know. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think so. Look – I'll tell you the truth. I still don't trust Oregon quarterbacks, okay? He may be the best this year, maybe. I mean, I don't really know what his stats look like. But I, I think Justin Herbert will come back down to earth eventually because how many Oregon quarterbacks have seated at the NFL layer, at NFL level? You have Achilles Smith was the first one that comes to mind. Huge failure. Then you had Joey Harrington. Well, we know what he turned into. <laughs> then you had uh, 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 Mariota. You had Marcus Mariota. He didn't do anything either. He was – Hyped to be, and I think he had a decent rookie season. He was hyped to be like this um, great quarterback of the next two decades. He he didn't pan out, and now you have mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. And I didn't like him in college. I, I didn't either. I didn't see a big sample size. I saw one or two games and wasn't totally impressed. But I'll say he's a different kind of quarterback than those other three. He's more of your prototypical size big guy, but he, and he's athletic too. I don't know. I'm just I'm just bringing it up that that. Should you should you sell out your franchise to get one of those top guys when it's such a questionable thing? I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, is, uh, go ahead, go, Sam. Go ahead. I mean, I think the obviously there's tons of examples, but like you know, this guy named Russell Wilson was a pretty late pick too, and so uh, I don't know who his top flight quarterback in that draft was, but he's better than him and. Uh, I mean, Justin Herbert was the first-round pick still, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he got Tua came out, Joe Burrow, Tua, Jordan Love got drafted, and Jalen Hurts maybe. So, um, uh, like, has he done anything in Philadelphia at all? I mean, he gets in some garbage time yeah, because yeah. people have been yeah. hurt, but they don't they don't trust him. I don't think. No, of yeah, he, he gets to play well, receiver so some too. Yeah. He's not just quarterback; he's played receiver a couple times. They use him kind of like yeah. Taysom Hill. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To answer Chris's question, I don't think that you do sell out because I think the NFL is one of those, and there's so many examples. I've already mentioned Tom Brady again, not the the greatest college quarterback, but look at what you know what he's done. It's such a, you know, it's it's the definition of a team in the NFL is what it takes to be successful. And so, no, I don't – just to keep it short, no, I don't think that you necessarily sell out your whole franchise to get one of um, one of those two guys, in my uh, opinion. I mean, unless you think that Trevor Lawrence is Peyton Manning incarnate, then, like, unless you feel so strongly about one of those guys – even if you do, I don't, that's still a, a risky proposition. But like selling out for that quarterback that that you're in the back of your mind, you know you're settling for. I don't. You, know, you can't do that. Well, you know, I feel like Trevor Lawrence. Rise up. Okay, go 
I was just going to say, you know what this Rise Up Roundtable has done to me? What? It's made me change my mind on the tanking thing. Uh-huh. Wait, is that good or bad? Yes. Yeah, so not, not tanking and getting excited and playing because even if you tank – I want the Falcons to win Sunday. I just can't help it. I don't. I want to beat the Saints. I can't help it. The, the I can't change thing, it. I think and, I'm, and I start. And I start thinking if you tank and then you get your first pick, it's Atlanta. It'll probably be a bust. You might as well just try to win and get the best you can. Yeah. So, I think that when you look at somebody like Tom Brady or you look at somebody like Peyton Manning, historically especially the, the years that they obviously won their super their respective Super Bowls, well, what did they have? They had great defenses too. And so I feel like for Atlanta, they need to focus on their defense so much more right now than they need to focus on a, on a quarterback, in my opinion. That, I, don't think that, I don't think that Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields coming to Atlanta, if you don't address the defense, doesn't, no. do, a, doesn't do a bit of good. He'll be tattooed. Opinion. Yeah. You know, I just – so I, I, that's that's my stance. Yeah, I look at it from a different perspective. Of course um, you do. I, and of course I do. I always yeah, do. I look at things do. a lot differently. But I, I think Trevor Lawrence is is a difference maker. Long, yeah, you know, for the long term health of your franchise. But I do think whoever ends up with Trevor Lawrence is going to have a chance to go to the playoffs in their first year. I think he's the biggest difference maker. Justin Fields is a different. Um, is, a, is a cut from a different cloth. I think he has good upside, but I don't think he's as NFL-ready as Trevor Lawrence. I do feel like Trevor Lawrence is like the next Peyton Manning-type quarterback. Um, for the Falcons, what you have to worry about is what is life going to be like past Matt Ryan because you have done nothing to address the quarterback situation over the last couple of years. I mean, I thought like well, this year – I mean, I don't know if Jake Fromm would have been a solution, but we could have taken Jake Fromm in like the fourth or the fifth round. But we didn't, and it didn't look like we wanted to try to address the quarterback situation. But you kind of have to have in the back of your mind because Matt Ryan is 35 years old. Yeah. Uh, they haven't done a lot to address a lot of positions. I feel like we've talked about this too before. The cupboard's so bare on defensive line and linebacker that there's – I mean, this it's they're so thin everywhere. And so spending valuable picks on – quarterback of the future i don't know if it's a necessity right now although i was all for it in the first three weeks i could i could see though atlanta this year it may not be in the first round it may not be in the second round but they may try to look for some kind of dark horse quarterback somebody that they would want to try to groom you know for the next in the next two or three years somebody that like Mac Jones? Well, I, I, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, somebody that obviously at the college level has the weapons similar to what Atlanta has on the pro level. That how the, how important know, is grooming though? I don't. I don't necessarily think that that's super important. But that's the thing, Atlanta, the way that it's shaped up to be right now. I think that they would be. Let's just say they pick tenth. I think that you have just as better of a shot of finding a, you know, a diamond in the rough quarterback in the fourth or fifth round than you do drafting, you know, what's the guy's name out of South Dakota or North Dakota or whatever it is. Yeah, I agree with that. Trey Lance. So, I just don't think that – I would almost say that it would have to be Trevor Lawrence would be the only one because I agree with Todd. I think that Trevor Lawrence is much more NFL ready right now than Justin Fields is. I 
Um, Todd is changing my mind slowly. He's grinding away in my my brains. But yeah, I think I'm I think I'm on board with that. If if it's not Trevor, then it's I mean we got to go. Well, we Trevor's pick. not going to be there unless we trade up, and I'm not right. We can't trade our picks because we got to do defense. Right. We just can't. That right. Well, right. Trevor may not be there at all because Trevor may not go. There you right. go. With COVID, only if the you know if he only plays three games this year or whatever and the season doesn't end the way the storybook ending he wants it to end, he, there's a chance, you know, it's not uncommon to, well, I guess it is uncommon, but it's not unheard of for, you know, to go back and play one more year to try to win, even patch your stats even more. Real quick, I, mean, I want to bra- – go ahead, go ahead, Tom, sorry. Yeah, he, he's coming out and he's seeing the words Jets. He's seeing the word Jets there. He might not want to go out just because of that because – Look, fit is a big – you know, we don't talk about that a lot, but fit is as big as anything for an NFL quarterback or a coach or, or anybody. If you're not the right fit for that franchise, I mean, going to a, a program like the Jets could destroy your career. You may not want to make that move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to go – I wanted to branch off what Chris was saying a second ago. In the last 20 years, um, if there was one player that you could – and I don't care what position it is – that you would sell your franchise out for – who would it be? I'll, I'll, I'll wait to give y'all mine. Wait. Like, like who would, explain, like, explain that yes, again. What Chris just said. It would be somebody like – if there was a player in the last 20 years that you would write – like that you could take right now that you would have to pretty much, you know, sell a lot of your picks for or whatever, who would it be? And it doesn't matter we did what it position. Tw- we did it twice, and both of them were successful. Michael Vick mm-hmm. and Julio. Yeah. And it would take somebody like Mike. Yeah, it would take somebody. It. it would have to be somebody like Michael Vick for me to, to do that. You know, even considering all the obviously all the trouble he had gotten in and everything. Yeah. Um, it, Peyton Manning would be, you know, someone of that. I mean, even then, his playoff, like we've talked about before, is fit and coaching. You know, the only t- only way I mean, he wanted he won in Denver. He couldn't throw 15 yards, but he had an incredible defense. Um, but he I mean, he won the greatest single season in well. Season it's because he's also an awesome leader too. I mean, that yeah. Yeah. right, yeah, that's huge, right. So I'd probably go yeah. uh, Peyton, and I don't, and I'm not so sure. We could have this discussion at a later time, but it's like. Is Brady a system quarterback? Like, is is he enough alone to? My answer might be a, my answer might be Bill Belichick. You know, I don't I don't know. Uh, maybe probably Peyton Manning is probably the safest answer I could think of off the top of my head, or Ray Lewis or something. You know, I don't know. Probably Peyton Manning. Well, the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady thing, I mean, that might get addressed at the end of the season anyway because if Brady were to win the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay and New England misses out on the playoffs, and that might mm-hmm. be yeah, answering your question. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, but I, I would agree with you about Peyton Manning. I, based on college stats, because I, I think you have to evaluate this from a perspective of how they did in college. That's I, right. Tom Brady split a lot of his quarterbacking time with, uh, who was it, Drew Henson? Is that what the guy's name was that was there before he went and played baseball? And then Tom Brady was the fifth round, fifth, sixth round choice by the New England Patriots and just had a great career. But Peyton Manning was the guy for Tennessee in college. He was known to be the, the top quarterback coming out of the draft. So Peyton Manning would be my answer. If I was going to sell my franchise for somebody, it would be him. 
Watch you talk. All yeah. right, what about you, Zach? Yeah, no, I, I I would have said Mike Mike Vick was was my was my pick. That's a good and one. I think that in regards to Tom Brady, Todd's right. You almost the jury's still out on that because all, I mean, right now, if you had to choose between Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, well, I would pick Peyton Manning just because he was successful. He was successful with two different franchises. It's hard, you know. The, the there's the the sample size for Tom Brady isn't really there except for this year now that he's with a different team. So the jury's still out on, on that yeah. debate, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like a defensive player. I was trying to like go defensive player, but I could only third person I could think of would be Ray Lewis. And I don't even know. If I have that. an answer for you there. I have an answer. Um, if it were me, if I was going to sell out like a, a player in his prime, Dwight Freeney would have been my guy. Ah, Freeney. Dwight Freeney, yeah. Lawrence Taylor, would, uh, that would be probably a good one. We we're talking about just we – you're just naming all-time greats now. Just, you know, yeah. you know Ed Reed, whatever. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, so, we got everybody's prediction in. We got um, go, go Falcons. Anybody have anything else to cover? No. All right. Um, I wanted to just say one thing though. I like it. If if I had to pick one defensive back to just sell up my franchise for, it'd be AJ Terrell. And, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Deion Jones or Deion? Man, definitely not Deion Sanders. Darrell Rivas. No, nope, nope, nope. Richard Sherman, Josh Norman. We're getting worse and worse. AJ Terrell, baby. Let's go. AJ Terrell, he's a Hall of Famer. Write it down. You heard it here first, folks. Rise if up, I could sell, if I could sell out for any GM, it would be Jimmy Johnson. Oh wow! <laughs> it's wow. double whammy day. <laughs> Boy, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit this. Chris, would you like to beat the dead horse? Like you good? You, yeah. <sighs> I can't top that at all. Thanks, guys, for listening to my shenanigans. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson will always haunt me. Um, that's what I get for listening to a guy at work. All right, guys. Uh, it was fun tonight. We'll do it again. Um, guys uh, out there and Rise Up Radar fans and Rise Up Radar Nation, if you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And um, until next time, Falcons fans. Rise up.